Welcome to Music Unsubscribed. I'm Peter. I'm Andrew. I'm Marissa. We are here in February for episode two. Woo. Woohoo! Continuing the growing legacy of Music <laughs> Unsubscribed. I'm just proud of us. I just want to say I'm proud of us for having stuck to it. Yeah, this is it's a just good being sign. able to like you know follow through. Like I'm, I'm proud of us. Follow through is important. We're doing something right here. I'm ready for my award now. <laughs> we showed up. I wish I came with one. All right. Uh, well, maybe next time. But if you're just catching us, like we said, this is episode two. Episode one is available right now. You can listen to it on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify Podcast, and anywhere else you prefer to listen. Last month, in case you were not with us, we talked about three different things that we did that cost $10 out there in the world to broaden our music knowledge. Andrew, just as a recap, why don't you tell people what you did? Sure. I went to a concert in Brooklyn, deep in a warehouse district, uh, where I got to see Matt and Kim. Uh, it was a free concert, but I donated $10 to the cause. Marissa, what did you do? I went to Tunes Record Store in Jersey City, and I spent around $10 on... <laughs> Rounding around it, up, it Around the $10 range uh, on, on some singles and um, some albums there, and we talked about that in the last show. Yes. So. And I bought two grab bags with five records each mm-hmm. of vinyl from our, Andrew and I's, local store, uh, Looney Tunes Records. Mm-hmm. But we're here now with three new things that we have done. We're very excited to share them with you. But before we get into that, we want to talk about what's happened in the month since you first heard from us. There's been a lot happening. Yeah. been a lot happening. For one, the Grammys happened. That's true. Biggest night in music. Thoughts, impressions, first, uh, I first takes. I forgot to watch it. But I... <laughs> I'm glad but we're I talking did, about it. Man. But I did listen to Casey Musgraves' album afterwards. The yeah. I don't Golden remember. Hour. Golden Hour. Thank you. Phenomenal. Album. It was great. great album. I listened to it. I was like, oh, I wonder if this is any good. And it turns out it's amazing. <laughs> and I did it. Actually, I did anticipate that it would win. Uh, you did. Mm-hmm. Yes, because the same thing happened with Beck's album, uh, like five years ago. That's true. Yeah. In a crowded field of a lot of similar artists, all pop artists. It split the vote, and the country ended up winning. That's what happened with Beck. I want to talk about one thing that's interesting. Marissa and I were texting about this. Yeah. There was a performance of St. Vincent and Dua Lipa. Oh, yeah. But St. Vincent's part was so far removed, the mass seduction part was so far removed from the actual performance in favor of the pop, you know, I I found it very weird. Uh, There was also that little bit of Respect by uh, Aretha. Which was nice. I didn't... I I don't think so. No? No, and I'm gonna... I just want to say this. (laughs) It took the... It took the point, I think, of that song and made it into just like... It just seemed like a very sexualized moment. So it was, yeah. I mean, St. Vincent did a whole interview, I think, in Spin or something about talking about... The whole vision for that performance, and that's exactly what she was going after. Oh, oh so well, then you know worked. what? Then I'm wrong. Then it worked. I guess, I guess <laughs> she succeeded. I just was not a fan. But it yeah. brought up a larger question, which Marissa very smartly pointed out: What's happened to rock music as mm-hmm. far as the Grammys' performances are concerned? Where has it gone? Obviously, hip hop is the genre that people listen to yeah. more these days. It's mm-hmm. it's been proven. Yeah, There's the stats to prove it. But yeah. rock still has a big foothold in music. There's a rock and roll hall of fame. True. Yeah. You know, and where I, is it? I think, I think, but I guess it's hard too, because, well, like we listen, like I listen, I yeah. listen to, I try to be diverse in what I listen to. That's the whole reason we're doing this podcast. But, um, but you know, I kind of was like, I, I just, I know there was a lot of great rock albums. I know we, that there were for We a are fact. aware, but nobody's, the thing is that the- Who's not listening to them people, and why? <laughs> Courtney Barnett. That's what I said. Yes, Courtney Barnett's great, but she's not 
wide enough mm-hmm. to capture it. There was a point when, like, the that, the big rock artist that was there was Foo Fighters, and the reason they were there is because they did a song with Dead Mouse. True. Right? Remember when they did yeah. that? Rope. They did Rope. They did Rope with Dead Mouse. We have a problem right now if mainstream rock is now being looked at as, at Greta Van Fleet is now the frontiers of rock. And they won Best Rock Album. They did. I'm not But su- did you see that category, by the way, though? Like, who else is in it? I don't know off the top of my head, but, like, there were just some names in there where it was, like, that's very rock... And then it was like Weezer was in it or something. And I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, Weezer's rock, but they should have. But like rock like Greta Von Fleet? Yeah, but yes, you're right. You know, they're not rock in the same sense of that. They they were on the more alternative side, but alternative has changed. Alternative has changed. Indie has changed. Rock has changed. And I mean, we live in a world now where Weezer puts out a cover album and everyone loses their mind. Can I just say something about that album, though? Is this, this going to be a hot this, this, this is a hot take within a hot take. Hot All take, right. ready? Yeah, hot take. All right. Every time I hear a song off that Weezer album, it just makes me want to listen to the original song. Doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of the album, though? It's bringing your attention back to the songs. But instead, of, but instead of, I'm like, oh, this is great. I I'm mean, just going to listen to the original now. I don't know. The only one <laughs> that I horrible, think... That's horrible, right? No, not entirely. Because, uh, I mean, I feel the same way about the Take On Me cover. Exactly. The Africa cover, I'm like, I could deal with it as its own thing. But the Take On Me cover, I hear it and I'm like, River. Mm. River is no. Yo, I gotta... Or they, there's a cover on there of Paranoid, which just doesn't feel right at all. Yeah, that's... that's uh, Yeah. I want to bring it really quickly back to the Rock Album nominees because I have the list. From Billboard, these are also the qualifications for appearing in this category, Best Rock Album. For albums containing at least 51% playing time of new rock, hard rock, or metal recordings. Interesting. So did At they get rid of... At 51% Well, you know what? Did they get rid... They must have gotten rid of the hard rock and metal... And here's the nominees. Rainer Fogg, Alice in Chains. Mania, Fall Out Boy. Prequel, Ghost. From the Fires, Greta Van Fleet. And Pacific Daydream, Weezer. Yeah, so this is all over the place. Very it's a little over the The thing is that rock doesn't know where it's going. There's no... There's no new movement. We're looking at retro 70s, right? Like that's, Basically, what's happening. And I mean, like, it's... And, but also, but not in, like, a new way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. There's other new music that came out this month. That's, that's true. true. I think the one that we're all listening to a lot is Gary Clark Jr. Gary Clark this Jr. Yes. He's uh, upset. Oh, he's, he's mad. mad. Oh, he's, he's mad. He's very, oh, he's very mad. You know what else? And I'm, I'm here for it. I loved it. I listened to it a handful yeah, of times. What else I've been listening to a lot, as I think the rest of the country is, is probably our Ariana Grande's Thank You, Next. Thank You, Next. It's, it continues in the greatness that is Max Martin and his production style because he made everything from our childhood. So, <laughs> And she made history with that. Did you see the Billboard news? She tied the Beatles record of having the top three singles on the Hot 100 at the same time. It was Thank You Next. I don't know if it was in this order, but Thank You Next. Uh, you know, Dump Your Boyfriend. You know, I'll bring it with your boyfriend. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. And the third one was Seven Rings. It's Seven Rings. Her, and her fans were like doing this whole thing where they wanted one of the songs to I forget what the whole deal was. I remember reading about this. Like her fan base was kind of like they wanted one of the, the th- whatever that third song was. There was like one particular song they wanted to be, and they were like, "Everyone skip all other songs on your playlist. Like, <laughs> it has to be this one song." It's probably the breakup with your boy. It's probably yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was well. Really the music cool. video was crazy for that because in the music video at the very end you see Ariana Grande making out with another woman who looks just like her. 
The yeah. idea being that she's now dating herself. She's happy with just being single by herself. Preach, I'm more preach, imp- preach. A need I mean, man. I'm, I'm just impressed with how quickly she was able to turn that album around. Very fast. For, for still pretty quality music. Well, it all probably came from the same recording session. I'm guessing all they the had sweetener, some other stuff. All the sweetener work was probably included some of Thank You Next. So that's that's, that's, that's my guess is yeah. that. And I think it's fitting that Thank You Next came out the week of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. That is funny. Mm-hmm. There's some there's yeah. some symbolism there. Yeah. There's a hot take there. Hot take. Oh. Hot take. So about romance right there. So <laughs> I've been listening to a bunch of new stuff. There's two albums in particular I want to kind of throw a little a little love towards. One that came out at the beginning of the month, which is White Lies' fifth album. Five, yes, which is fantastic. Appropriately named. I think they're like ten years old. I'm super excited. I'm seeing them in in May. They're gonna be great. And the awesome. other one is the second album by the Claypool Lennon Delirium. Oh, my geez. goodness! Which I what actually a journey. They, that <laughs> is for those that don't know with that band. Um, if you've ever listened to Primus, it's Primus with Sean Lennon, <laughs> son of John Lennon, and it Just takes all the, the psych uh, the psych rock tendencies that you would expect from John Lennon. And then just really amp them up on drugs, or at least it sounds like they're amped up on drugs, and then take a few more hits, and then you made it to the delirium. And uh, what's the name of this album? South of Reality. Actually, yeah, that's appropriate. Yeah. They did a Q&A in, once again, Brooklyn, because I keep going there for things. It was at a Rough Trade, and I got a copy of the record, and I got to be there for the Q&A and listening party. That was like that's last cool. week. It was really cool. That was more than $10, and that was not uh, what I did for my $10 thing. Doesn't qualify, but, but still. Yeah. Important experience. Still very cool. So very important experience. Hey, maybe that's a that's a thing to maybe look for. If you're looking <laughs> well, maybe for things we'll, to we'll take some money out of future months and we'll put <laughs> we'll it towards other Q and A's and that's there you funny. go. Yeah. There you go. Well now that we've talked about the news from this month, let's get into our ten dollar excursions. Andrew, what'd you do? I went to a show in Brooklyn. A different show this time. I saw Buskers on my way to and from work this week and I spent some money on them. And I went to the library. <laughs> I feel like your story is the one is the one going to be the one to be. Oh, I can't wait. So. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be fun. Music unsubscribe. Keep on listening. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm gonna start off by talking about what I spent my money on this month. Before I ended up doing the thing that I did, just a quick sidebar before we even start. Mm-hmm. Backstreet Boys put out an album last year or last month, I think, and they were doing like a meet and greet, and I was so tempted to to do it, but it was twelve dollars for it. Oh, and disqualified. I was. I, I was, I'm going to be honest, I was, I would have absolutely done it if I could have talked them down, but I don't think that Nick Carter would have taken to that. I don't think they're willing to haggle on a meet and greet. No. no. If it's $12, they demand $12. Yeah, so, but it's fine. So, what I did instead was really fun. I went to a bowling alley in <laughs> in Greenpoint, uh, Brooklyn, which is just north of Williamsburg. So it's called The Gutter for a gutter. Lanes, yeah, and aptly, aptly named. named. In the back of this bar slash bowling alley, there is a tiny room that is very not well lit. <laughs> and Where are you going with this, buddy? Uh, there was three bands that were playing uh, in the back of that room that night. They had a drum set and guitars and like PA system. So I got to see a pretty small indie setup type of show. It's uh, a good intimate setting. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And you could see a lot of those shows. And you know what? The the sound is not that bad. It's very, I mean, it's very small. It kind of bounces off the wall. It's a gritty sort of play. It's a lot of fun. And Marissa came with me. I did. I tagged along on this one. Um, it was a pretty cool venue. I was. I thought the venue was awesome. And the show was a lot of fun, yes. too. Yes. 
Uh, we saw three bands. The first band was Bad Kiss. They're a three-piece, pretty grungy-sounding, mm-hmm. very noisy. Bad Kiss had two had a female drummer and female bassist with the and all of them had mics. I think yes. So there was a lot of shouting and singing. They were a lot of fun. And then uh, then the band before the headliner was called E Coco Boys. E C O C O Boys. Uh, they were a four-piece girls. They were in matching hoodies yes. and shorts, like boxer shorts. All I can say is that they put a smile on my face. Uh, and they played a song. I don't remember the name of the song. Like noisy indie music over them telling stories of guys being the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very, very amusing. They and have a great sense of humor. Yeah. I- there was it. yeah, there was one where she's talking to a guy on Tinder. She's trying to be flirty, and then it immediately turns into like, "Oh, hate you, you stupid bitch," or something like that. It really is like, "Oh wow, you escalated this." Yeah, sort of was... stuff. It was very funny. <laughs> um, and then the last group is uh, the Sharp Shadows. Mm-hmm. So the Sharp Shadows, I haven't actually seen until then. It was amazing. They are a small group from New York City. They're I'm guessing Brooklyn. They are a three-piece, I would say power pop is what I would describe them as. Like some of the best parts of loud and fast indie, but also the best bits of things like Cheap Trick, The Who, and things things of that nature. It's very fun, mm-hmm. uh, very upbeat, very very danceable. I, I was dancing. I think I might have been the only, no, there was like two or three other people dancing. <laughs> this is a small venue. There was like 15 people at, in, at most, so. <laughs> Facebook? Have you ever been to that room? Yes. Before? Yeah. So I had been to that room to see uh, my friend who's in the band Glass Tactics. Uh, so that another was local band. Another, another local New York band. They just put out an album at the end of August. Sharp Shadows did? Sharp Shadows called Lessons. Yeah. Uh, it's an eight track album. It's like a half hour long, very fast, very upbeat, very fun. They both wanted me to follow them around, but also did not want to know anything about me. Yeah. So, uh, guys in the Sharp Shadows, if you are listening, just block out when you hear my name. Yeah, it's basically. Fine. Yeah. Um, but they were just really excited that um, Andrew was their their one fan. They don't know. They decided that's yeah, not a friend. I'm, yeah, the one fan that's fan. not a friend. Yes. <laughs> so they can't know anything about you now. Yeah, I have to be that elusive first fan. You're just giving them a lot of confidence. You're that. You're. That I think they're first gonna. No, fan. I think they're gonna do. I think they're going to do pretty well. They've they've got a really great sound, and they seem pretty determined at it, so... And it worked, like, right? Because, like, now, it was, like, it was very organically, I became a fan, too. Yeah. From my I showed it to being you. the first fan. Yeah. So it's just contagious. Yeah, it point. is. It's, it's, it's catching. It's catching on, yeah. folks. And their album, Lessons, was, I think, my, like, number six album of the year last year. Wow. So I was a big fan. Guys, if you want to come onto the pod and spend ten bucks... Come over, we'll, we'll give you <laughs> ten bucks we'll give to you, do an acoustic set right here. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah. That could be something. So you don't have to know anything about me still. Right. We'll keep... keep, I will wear a hood. We'll keep keep talking to a minimum. We'll put him in the other room. Yeah. You guys could do the interview and I just won't be there. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that was the show. I'd like to say I I also... I did come specifically for the concert. I did not go bowling when I went, which maybe I should do next time. It looks like a pretty fun bowling alley. Gutter has um, a website, obviously, right? Yes. They have a... I believe it's like They have shows a lot, I think, right? They do. They have shows pretty regularly. They're pretty cheap. It's uh, the Gutter Brooklyn... Brooklyn is fully spelt out, dot com. Uh, Sharp Shadows are on Facebook and Instagram and Spotify. Spotify. Uh, the other bands are not on Spotify. They are on, they, but they have Instagrams. Yeah. Where are the names again? This is a uh, it is Bad Kiss and E Coco Boys. I like Ecoco Boys. I just like the name. They were a E-Coco lot of fun. Boys. I would absolutely see them again. Uh, oh, me too. I'm there for it. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that was it. Pete, why don't we uh, we'll take a moment and then we'll get to you. Sounds good. We're back on Music Unsubscribed. I'm Peter. I'm Andrew. I'm Marissa. It's time to talk about what I did for $10 this past month. Like I said, I went to the library. <laughs> I <Ooh>. love this. <laughs> Very exciting. Which normally, because in the United States, the libraries are free. But I decided to make this count. I made a $10 donation to the New York Public Library. Good for you. I think that counts. There you go. I think that You gotta counts. support the system. Yep. Got myself a fresh library card. They look different. From the New York oh. Public Library. So that I can always take out books and get more education if I wanted to. So the signature's on the front now, folks. That is different. I gotta be honest, I haven't had a library card since, like, I want to say 2003. It's been a while for me. So I... This is a very new card. I'm sure. And And I always forget that Brooklyn's not included in this. Neither is Queens. Yeah, right. Like, I always... Yeah. Interesting. But the Bronx and Staten Island. There you go. And there's two or three in Manhattan alone. The one I went to is right next to Grand Central. It's considered the mid-Manhattan location. Oh, is that the one that was in that movie? Which movie? Like all like the movies. Like a bunch of movies. <laughs> every single, yes, every single movie about New York, yes, yes. Yes. But there's other locations. There's one near Columbus Circle where they have a um, more of a music-focused uh, exhibit, and they have a concert hall there oh, as well. Oh, really? I didn't know oh, that. I didn't know that. Huh. So I will be exploring that in the future, but I did not go there. I went to the mid-Manhattan one, one because of convenience, but also because of something they had there which was an exhibit called Love and Resistance. The Stonewall 50th anniversary. Stonewall, for those who do not know, is the term that describes the LGBTQ uh, rights movement. It was uh, also at, there was a, the bar that It was the also bar where named. it started. Yeah. Well, the, the riots. And this is part of the story. So the 50th anniversary comes around specifically in June, uh, but it did happen in 1969, hence 50th anniversary. Um, And what I wanted to do was find the music connection in this exhibit because the riot itself, they call it a riot, but it wasn't necessarily violent, but the riot itself began in a sort of musical context. I was reading a book by a man by the name of Mark Siegel, who was very heavily involved in the ground floor of the LGBTQ rights movement, um, in a book titled And Then I Danced, Traveling the Road to LGBT Equality. And in the first or second chapter, he talks about how the Stonewall riots came to be known as the Stonewall riots. Like Andrew said, there is a bar called the Stonewall. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there was a dance. They called them, call them dances. It was an event. It was a music-based event where people who identified as uh, LGBTQ um, would go comfortably to just ha- have a fun night in the city, just enjoy themselves. But what would happen very occasionally during this time is that police would come by and raid these bars and venues. Mm, wow. But on this specific night, the community, 
collectively said we really are tired of this mistreatment. <laughs> and at Stonewall, they conducted the first riot. Now, what I like I said, what I wanted to find is the music connection, hence the podcast. And what I found was not only the catalyst for the riots happening as a result of a gathering that resulted in music, but there were a lot more events just like it organized so that people could start to get together, create conversations, and begin to mobilize in, like I said, in the form of these dances. And so there were a few that I captured here as Forest posters that included a lot of artists. Women for Women in Music mm-hmm. was an event. There's another poster here from the Mud Club, Mud spelled M-U-D-D. You have Nona Hendricks, Ula Hedwig, Zora Rasmussen, a special appearance by Hibiscus. I don't know all these bands, but I know... <laughs> But but what I know is that there was a concerted effort made to create these safe spaces, to create these engaging safe spaces Mm. um, where this movement could grow, build steam and and form into, you know, the positive action that has happened today. I think it's an important movement, not just for music reasons, but it's an important movement for people to recognize and understand that this is a part of history. But I thought it was really fascinating that the beginning of the movement began with music in some Shape yeah. form. And you can see it at the library. It's on now through July 14th. Uh, the Stephen A. Schwartzman Building, which is the Min Manhattan location, New York Public Library. The library also includes its own book that it created called Love and Resistance, Out of the Closet into Stonewall Era. A great no, way is, for the library so awesome. to mm-hmm. show people yeah. this is how these rights were, were won. Yeah. And I, and I love it because you hear about Stonewall all the time, but you don't necessarily understand. I'd like to think that New York City has gotten significantly better than it has, you know, 50 years ago. Sure. I, But as a straight male, I don't, you know, face any of that. No, so no me it, too. And that's that's part of it too. So it's very, it's very exciting to, know. you know, be able to have all of these things. I was actually just, so I was just looking up, uh, you mentioned the Mud Club. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just, like, took a look at this. So it's apparently, it's an old, like, late 70s, early 80s bar club where they had a lot of, where they had just a lot of, like, underground things. There's a lot, a lot of the underground punk scene, but also it was, like, cabarets and stuff like that. Uh, it didn't last for too long. Um, like I said, 78 to 83. But some of the people that would often be there would be, you know, like Lou Reed, Debbie Harry of Blondie, David (laughs) David Byrne, apparently, like, they did a bunch of shows. I was just looking up some Mm -hmm. bands that I've played there. R.E.M., Frank Zappa, Talking Heads, and then Lou Reed would stop by. Apparently Judas Priest came by. So you've got, like, there was a lot of, you know, it was a... Probably part of that same scene is like CBGB and I things like imagine. that of places that you can go and. And I'd be curious to see like all. Like, I mean, I want to check out those. I want to go now and like check out those posters. I'd be curious to see like whether names are on those posters and stuff like that. And I must must be an interesting combination of folks. Yeah. And look at this. See, you've uh, convinced another person to uh, <laughs> to learn a little something new. Yeah. I think it, it's working. It, it was. I. It's not what I expected going into the library. What I was going in there for was a general music section and to just peruse it see if there was an artist or a genre I didn't know as much about and pull out some books do some research and come back with some knowledge but this just happened to be really good timing and I in the back of my mind when I first saw it I thought there has to be a music angle to this there's music in our lives has always been that connector that you can connect an emotion or an experience to music in some way shape or form and there was that in this there's an entire section and, you know, the fact that it happened through music to me is is the coolest part. So, awesome. like I said, New York Public Library. It's called Love and Resistance, the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. So go check it out. Get a library card while you're there, too. It's nice. It's cool. It's, it's free. new and fresh. And it's all fancy. <laughs> when we come back, Marissa will 
conclude the show with her $10 excursion. Yes, I will. It's a fun one. (laughs) All right, so I guess it's my turn now to share what I spent my $10 on this month. A few, I guess maybe two weeks ago, I was commuting on my way home to work. It's a long commute. I listen to my, my own music, right? I have my headphones on usually, you know, most of us do. I was traveling home. I was in the ferry terminal. Sometimes the MTA has those, like, you know, the musicians under under New York or under... Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the program? I think, I think it's... Forget. I think it is Music Under New York. Music Under yeah. New York. Um, so, and sometimes they're set up in the ferry terminal. I had my headphones in, but I saw this guy with his guitar. He just looked really cool. He had, like, a fedora on and everything. Like, he just... He was, like... I don't know. Like, something fresh about him. And I could kind of hear through my headphones anyway, because they're not completely noise-canceling, right? I heard there was, like, some really cool, like soul R&B guitar stuff going on so I shut my headphones off <laughs> this, <laughs> this is what this I'm getting point, at at this point headphones you turned off, off the music and you um, listened to this person headphones are off and I'm and I'm listening uh, and uh, I believe he was doing a really cool night I mean I enjoyed the cover of my I think it was my girl he kind of reminded me of like a little bit of some Leon Bridges kind of stuff some like Gary Clark Jr. stuff you okay. know, kind so of a little like bit that. like in the like the, the solely yeah, sort of yeah R and B blues. Um, I was enjoying it, so it was a, it was a it was a nice departure because you know my way home from where you know you're always kind of like a little groggy and like I was tired, but um, I don't know. Just his music put me in a good mood. Like it just it just turned me around. I was like, oh, great! Got you excited to get on that ferry? Yeah, I was like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> it was it was so smooth, and he happened to be selling CDs. Did you get to talk to him? Get a I name? I did not. I did not because by the time I mustered up the courage to go in front of him and like, I didn't want to interrupt him. It's a whole awkward situation, right? Because you like, I had to, I had to make change. So, so like, I was sure, sure. You're so you're going down, looking like you're giving money, and then taking a little bit I out, didn't but making do sure that, that. But you also had to make sure that he knew that you weren't just stealing money from him. Well, to to avoid the optics of that awkward situation, I I waited for him to have a natural break, so that he can see me, and I'd be like, I need, I'm sorry, like I just need some, I can't, you know, <laughs> and um, so it worked. But by the time that had happened, the ferry. Was, was was loading and sure. I needed to leave. So you got a CD. So I got a CD. Um, Can we get a... Uh... It's called Singing For My Life. It is on Spotify. What is this person's name? His name is Nassim Sadiq. I did some searching on Instagram. It's interesting. He, he, he posts about his whole, like, everything that he's up to. Um, so he's a local musician. Mostly, I mean, he's played, like, um, the Apollo, like, amateur nights a lot. It sounds like a lot of local spots in Harlem. Then I was looking at, like, his website, because he has a website as well, so if you're interested in checking that out. Um, And he has his short bio on there as well. And I was just curious to kind of see, like, you know, I'm always curious to see what everyone's story is. Um, He's originally from Goshen, New York, and it looks like he was around the circuits in, like, Virginia and D.C., um, and now he's in New York. So I thought it was really cool. He even has, like, on his Instagram, like, when he auditioned for, like, the Music Under New York opportunity and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's he's really all about kind of sharing with his fans. I was super stoked because he followed me back on Instagram. Wow. Yes. High honor. High honor. High honor. Um, but on his Instagram, there's, like, a lot of cool stuff, too, because he has, like, some, a lot of his live shows. And, and like, I feel like live he um, does, like, a lot of cool covers. Like he, and then he also has some, like, Alicia Keys covers on his Instagram, like Ed Sheeran covers. Oh, that's something you wouldn't expect necessarily. Yeah, it, like he, it's like a nice little mix of stuff, and um, his take on some of the songs is really, really enjoyable to me, anyway. But yeah, his so the album that I bought is called "Singing for My Life." So the whole the whole album is just about love, you know. So it's just, it's just very it's just very like easy listening, like 
blues R&B stuff. It was it was really enjoyable. He has a GoFundMe right now for his second album. Okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be called Thank You, oh, which nice. I think is very endearing um, and a really cool idea. Is it all original music or are they covers? So the album is all original music. That was pretty cool because when I saw him playing in the ferry, he was playing some covers. Like, obviously, I feel like when you're busking, you kind of just play like whatever's going to, you know, get people things that's recognizable. Yeah. Um, and there was, I think he must have been playing some original stuff. But When um, he's playing shows and you've seen on Instagram, mm-hmm. does he have a band behind him or is it just him? What I've seen, it was like maybe like another guitar. Him on lead and vocals and, and, and a drummer. I think it's, or maybe it's bass and a drummer. If he was gonna have a single, it's this one. It's called This Time Around. And it's a, it's a, it's a song about how when you're in a bad relationship and then you, you find yourself in a good relationship and like this time around, like, I'm gonna do it differently. And it's just a very, like, I don't know, I just really like the story behind that song. Ever since the day I saw your face, I knew. Instagram. I thought this was really cool. He went to go and play um, at Aster Stop, the Aster Train Stop, yeah. through the MTA program, and there was someone in his spot. A saxophone player was in his spot, and he had, and, and like in the caption, he's like, "I had asked this guy to move, and he wouldn't move." So we just ended up playing together. That's and nice. and literally, like it was it's like four videos. They sound so good together. It was, I wonder if it's the same guy I've been seeing it could playing be. saxophone. There's been a guy who's been like really going crazy with like it's mainly like dance music, but he's been playing saxophone to it. Oh, but. interesting. He explains how like they'd never even played with each other before, but they both knew all the songs the other wanted to play. And so yeah. they just basically had a jam session. And if you look in the video, there's like I don't know, 15 people standing on the corner just listening to them for like an hour. And, an hour. <laughs> and I was like, only in New York could you like, this is my spot. No, I'm not going to move. Okay, well, let's just play together then. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> There's not enough room for all of us. We have to compromise. A really cool story. He was, a, he started out as a teacher before he went into music. And I, it sound, I don't know if he was teaching in Virginia, went into the world of music, and now he's pursuing that. So I think that's, I think that's really cool. And I just think it's a testament. Like, you walk past these people busking all the time, and, like, you don't yeah. really think about it. You don't know their story. Right? Yeah. Like, you don't know about it. Like, yeah. oh, that guy with... The saxophone. Yeah, or that guy who's day. making noise and, you know, driving everybody crazy. Yeah, but... Or waiting for our end train or whatever. But a lot of them are talented. Especially the ones under this program. You, have, you have to audition to... I've seen them yeah, he in has the Penn Station. Thing. I've yeah. seen them in Times Square. They, I think if you There was uh, really a band I saw that actually... They made a documentary about doing this. 
Like, they were making, this is how they were, like, doing their lives. 15 years ago, when I was, like, I came in, like, from high school or junior high, came into the city for a play or something, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, cool, let me buy their CD, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And I saw them, like, a few years ago. I mean, they aged 10 years, but, like, other than that, they're, like, they're still doing it. It's really awesome to see good music. It's actually, like, we get good music. It's not just, like, a random guy. I love that he's documenting, kind of, like, his everything, everything he auditions for. I was just taken by his story in the, because of that. Like, it's just kind of like he's really going after, like, every opportunity. Yeah, he has a passion. Yeah. He knows what he's good at. He knows what he loves. And he's doing everything to do it. It was cool for me because I stopped and I kind of dove a little bit deeper into something that, like, I normally would just kind of be like, oh, that was interesting. Let me go on home now and, yeah. like, <laughs> listen to the same music I've been listening to all day, you know. Um, Great story. Nassim Sadiq. Nassim yeah. Sadiq. Very cool. New York local. From Staten Island Ferry to... <laughs> Who knows? Thanks so much for listening to us on Music Unsubscribed. Again, my name is Peter. My name is Andrew. I'm Marissa. Remember, episode one is available on all of the major podcast networks. Episode three is going to be very exciting. We are looking forward to sharing it because we are taking our talents south. (laughs) In the road. Not to South Beach, not like LeBron, but we are going to, Marissa and I are going to Music City. Yes. USA, Nashville, Tennessee. For, uh, I think, both of us the first time. Yes, I've never been. I'm super excited. I'm really excited. We're going to see some historic places on Music Row, maybe catch a show at the Ryman mm-hmm. Auditorium, maybe see the Grand Little Opry, see the Country Music Hall of Fame Museum. There's so much. So many options. But there will be a $10 opportunity in there somewhere. Yes. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe <laughs> I'll go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> Grab yourself a car. Grab yourself a car. You use a new Make one. Make sure you sign it at the bottom. Yeah. Follow us on the Instagram and Twitter. Get some, maybe some behind-the-scenes updates. See some pictures of those things that we uh, did and bought and saw. At Music Unsub Pod is the handle. Thank you for reminding me. Subscribe. Subscribe. Please subscribe. And we'd love to hear from you. Any questions, comments, things that you think we should try, hit us up on social media. Give us a uh, a shout-out on Anchor. You can do that if you have the app. There's a call feature. Please uh, give us a call if you would like. (laughs) We'd love to hear your voice and uh, hear what you have to say. But again, my name is Peter. My name is Andrew. I'm Marissa. Thank you so much for listening. Want more from Andrew, Pete, and Marissa? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Music Unsubpod. Music Unsubscribed is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else podcasts can be heard. Thanks for listening.